Hi there, it's Satya Doyle-Bayak. It has been a long time since we recorded the Red Book podcast, and a lot has happened in that time, both in my life and I'm sure in your life and certainly in the world. I'm here now because I have a book coming out in a couple of weeks. It's called Quarter Life, The Search for Self in Early Adulthood. It's being published by Random House, July 26th, 2022. It's available anywhere you buy your books. And I am really excited about it. It's a book I have been working on for 10 years or more. Um, and it's really the book that I needed when I was in my 20s. It is Jungian informed and inspired, but without jargon or hard to understand concepts. And I really hope that it is a useful, valuable, interesting, entertaining, soulful guide for people in their 20s primarily, but certainly late teens and 30s. And anyone who's read it that's older than that is telling me they're finding it very valuable, not only in understanding their children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, but also in really reevaluating their own quarter life years, the years that I place roughly at 16 to 36 years old, that has gone by a lot of names historically but that generally is poorly understood in the field of psychology, let alone culturally, and certainly looked down upon. So Quarter Life, The Search for Self in Early Adulthood, I hope is a response to that in a soulful way. And if you're into this podcast, I think you might be into this book. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just read you a little bit from chapter two, just a few pages to kind of offer up some of what my book is hoping to offer. This is an introduction in which I'm exploring a little bit of Joseph Campbell's work and Jung's work um, and storytelling in general and how it informs the quarter-life psychology that I'm offering in this book. In movies and television, quarter-life characters are everywhere. Our heartthrobs in rom-coms and heroes in adventure stories are typically quarter-lifers. And yet, these depictions are so common and usually so dramatized that they render the stage of life itself strangely invisible. We observe fantastical stories built on the relative youth of these characters, but we less frequently see honest interpretations of how hard this period of life can be. Quarter-life characters are objectified, fetishized, and almost dehumanized as a result. Meanwhile, quarter-life is the stage of life most often depicted in global mythology and folktales, the oral storytelling traditions that entire cultures knew and listened to for entertainment, but also for psychological guidance. The stories that reverberated in young ears expressed explicitly, life will include ups and downs. Some of the downs may almost kill you. But there are ways to survive, strange ways. If you get through the danger and confusion, you will have changed for the better. You'll be you, but grown and transformed. These stories taught something much deeper and more supportive than the modern trope, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. They taught about the intangible parts of life. They taught about the return of joy, the erotic. The pleasure of existence that is possible after trials of loneliness, pain, terror, and boredom are processed, integrated, and understood. These stories taught young people to trust themselves and to know that life is an obscure individual journey of meaning wrapped in a tale of social accomplishments and failures. 
In the popular Grimm's fairy tale collection alone, stories like The Three Languages and The Story of the Youth Who Went Forth to Learn What Fear Was, two of my favorites, tell of quarter-life men being banished from town by their fathers after struggling to find their vocation in life. Each quarter-lifer sets off on a journey filled with catastrophes and confusion, entirely unlike anything they've encountered before, and each finds, in the end, that the solution to their anguish is a far cry from what they might have imagined. These travelers learn that their true pursuit is not about achievement or heroics. In these tales, such inflated desires tend to be thwarted by humiliations and injury. There's a far deeper goal at play. Stories like these are core to what mythologist Joseph Campbell began to identify in the 1940s as the hero's journey theme in global storytelling, a theme that I was grateful to start understanding in my mid-20s. Hero's journey stories convey the transformation of a person, almost always a quarter-lifer, from one level of consciousness to another. It's a transformation that occurs through some combination of risk-taking, happenstance, hard work, and magic never through pure logic or planning alone. All of these stories, Campbell wrote, are really about the maturation of the individual. Campbell broke down the hero's journey structure into three primary stages, departure, initiation, and return. He identified this as the same structure of traditional initiatory rituals once hosted by societies worldwide when boys reached puberty and a new stage of psychological life. The stages of human development are the same today as they were in ancient times, Campbell wrote. As a child, you are brought up in a world of discipline, of obedience, and you are dependent on others. All this has to be transcended when you come to maturity so that you can live not in dependency, but with self-responsible authority. When read symbolically versus literally, mythic stories and fairy tales offer a great deal of insight into what quarter-life development requires. Within these stories, and also tucked away within Jungian psychology, the scholarship that inspired much of Campbell's work and now my own, there is a veritable roadmap, a system of guideposts to provide psychological orientation for quarter-lifers out in the world alone. And yet, some important updating is required. Most of this past work was based on male development and myths with male heroes, We are long past the point of needing a heroine's journey to counter the hero's journey, but instead need a gender-neutral understanding of the possible paths, one more outward and conquering, one more inward and contemplative. The development of conscious has patterns and pitfalls, just as biological development does, but it needn't be gendered. There is a natural course of development, two classic types of quarter-lifers throughout history, and a goal that they all share. Thank you for listening. Quarter Life, The Search for Self in Early Adulthood is out with Random House July 26, 2022, and it's available anywhere you buy your books. Thanks for listening. Quarter Life, The Search for Self in Early Adulthood is available anywhere you buy your books. It's out with Random House, July 26th, 2022. And that's it. I'm excited for you to read it. I hope you love it.